Welcome back to the epitome of suffering that is, the That's Facts Podcast, with Clamp and Cougar. Connor, what's up, man? Jackson, how are you? Doing great, how are you? I'm doing good. Clamp, how are you? I'm alright. Good. Well, welcome back to the epitome of suffering that is, the That's Facts Podcast. I'm your host, Jackson Cougar, whatever you want to call me, with me today, as always. I'm the wonderful, wonderful co-host and Clamp and Connor. We're back for another installment of the That's Facts podcast. Last episode, we did bowl previews. Um, it was a fun episode. Uh, two of those bowls have passed. All three of us got our picks right. Um, and now it's National Signing Day. So we're going to go National Early Signing Day. So we'll go back through, uh, highlight things from our team, highlight uh, things from around the conference, and... Uh, have a have a nice little episode this week, Connor. Any opening thoughts on your end? Um. So yeah, today was National Signing Day, one of my favorite days of the college football season. I mean, I'm a big recruiting guy. I follow recruiting heavy. Um. So I've really enjoyed today, even if there were no flips for my team yet. Uh. Overall, I've been I've been just really enjoying today. So yeah, I'm excited to get into it. Nice. Uh, Clamp. Any opening thoughts on your end? Yeah. I mean, pretty much. Kind of the same feeling as Connor. I'm, I very much enjoy recruiting, especially Pac-12 recruiting. I could really care less about um, a lot of these other players and um, national stuff. But I love talking some Pac-12 recruiting, man. Because um, and this year the Pac-12 really um, cleaned up, so it'll be fun um, talking about every team and what they did. Um, what they signed, brought in this year. Yeah. Nice. Well, uh, what do you want to start? What do you want to start with? I guess I'll go ahead and start with Oregon. Uh, the story of National Signing Day, really. Um, somebody, Jake, or excuse me, Dan Landing was somebody that we gave um, some crap last episode. We said that uh, down the stretch, he really hasn't, he, he hasn't done the great things that he started doing from when he got the job all the way down until um, the early part of the season. But now um, <laughs> he changed the narrative. Um, Oregon got themselves up to number four um, in the recruiting rankings as of today. Um, you guys can highlight the players. So that's more of your round. But um, Mateo Oyangalale is going to Oregon. Um Oh, and Oregon just Dan Lanning got into his bag today. So y'all, right. y'all can go on and on about where. So the big surprise that nobody really saw coming when you look at the crystal ball was a kid from Denton, Texas. Um, goes to Guyer, pretty big school in Texas. Um, Peyton Bowen, a safety, um, number fourteen player in the country per the composite on two four seven sports was considering Oklahoma, which, you know, that was kind of the general thought of where he would flip, but he was already committed to um, Notre Dame. Now, there's been some drama here late. His mom did not approve of him going to Oregon. I think she wanted him at one of the other two schools. So she has not sent in his letter of intent to Oregon that he intended to send into Oregon. Um, This is becoming a situation that we see pretty much every year where there's a helicopter parent that doesn't want to let their kid make their own decision. Um, I, I really just hope um, they rectify that and he gets to go to Oregon. I obviously don't – I'm not happy he picked Oregon, but he should be able to go where he wants to go. Um, 
And, Absolutely. And he's going to get a lot of money to go there. I think <laughs> mom should um, really look into what how much they're about to pay him. And they've also gotten a couple of transfer offensive linemen. Um, a, I just call him A.J. Cornelius. He is a mauler. I think he's the best player on the transfer portal um, in the entire country. Um, he's from Rhode Island, and he just – murdered people <laughs> of course they're it's pretty low level but i think oregon's offensive guards were good last year i think he's going to instantly be better than either of them were that's tj bass and ryan walk i think this guy comes in and he's i think he's their best offensive lineman and he's threatened by a guy that's who started 34 games for texas um junior and and angelow yeah i tried um who is Six six three sixteen. Um, no, they're just monster that they are signing. Um, and then they got the two Bama guys. Um, Jackson, you'll probably have more insight into these two. Um, yeah. Trayvon Holden and Kyrie Jackson. Yeah, Kyrie um, Jackson is a physical uh, cover corner. Um, he didn't have a great. Well, he didn't play much this season for Bama. Um, he was pretty decent in his time in twenty twenty one. Um, but I, I really do think he'll probably be a plug-and-play guy for Oregon on that outside. Um, but I think he can also be usable on the inside. It's kind of a slot guy. Um, but he's real He's real physical. He's pretty good um, in terms of coverage. Trayshawn Holden, um, good athlete, good size, good length, but he can't catch the football. So um, do what you may with that information. Right, yeah. He had a drop issue at Alabama. And then there's Justin Jenkins, who had a really good um, 2021 season and missed this past season pretty much in its entirety with an injury. So you just want to see how he returns from that injury. Um, major injuries can hurt, but uh, Justin will be a guy who um, makes a huge impact. I think he's going to be much better than Justin Flo ever was if you get that Justin Jenkins. So Oregon, at the end of the day, they got three guys that didn't sign. Um, Blake Purchase may end up going, staying home at, in Colorado. Um, he had every reason to leave the state when CSU and Colorado had the seasons they had. Uh, but now he's got a reason to maybe consider Colorado. Um, named Deion Sanders. Speaking of which, we need to get into them eventually. But okay, they got a kid, another kid from Texas, a quarterback replacing Dante Moore. Um, you know, it made a lot of Husky fans salty how quick they can replace their quarterback with another t- guy. But he had a connection to the UTSA OC, Will Stein, a really good one being from Texas. So it really just fell right into Oregon's lap that um, this guy had a built-in relationship with Austin Novosad. Um, and he's a 60, you know, he's kind of a prototype quarterback. I don't really think he's anything. He is really skinny. Yeah, he like does. very. He Tyler Shuck. Yeah, which is not good. Yeah, yeah. coming. Yeah, coming into high. Coming into college, Tyler's pretty skinny. Um, but also yeah. for I think for quarterbacks, like I have, I I think I have kind of seen way more skinny quarterbacks than I used to. Like um, uh, Nico to to Tennessee. Oh my god! Super well, he's, super skinny. He's yeah, he's, he's, a, he's also six foot seven, but um, yeah, yeah he's pretty, not a big guy. Um. Malachi Nelson doesn't look 6'3", but he is, but he's just not a big guy. Um, Aiden Childs is also pretty skinny. He's like 6'4", I think. Yeah, I mean, they want guys that can move around, though, and that are hard to get a hand on, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, um, guys that can avoid sacks. So, yeah, there's that. Speaking of sacks, they picked up an amazing um, edge rusher. That's a crazy statement. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Not this again, bro. Bro, we're the three sack havers. We gotta, we gotta mention our namesake, uh, Mateo. Uh, Uyungale. Uyungale. Uyungale, yes. We <laughs> Yeah. Anyways, he's a five star D end. Um. Um. He picked Oregon over Ohio State and USC. Yeah. I didn't think he was actually even going to be deciding today until yet last night when he got that Oregon crystal ball. Um, it uh, His comparison on 247 is Carlos Dunlap, and that kind of makes sense. He's a really just athletic, freakish player. Um, you know, when you dominate at Bosco, you're a good player. <laughs> um, yeah. And that's what he did. Of course, his brother did too, and he wasn't great at Clemson, but maybe his brother will get a second chance here in the Pac-12. We'll see about that. Um, <laughs> and they also keep the signature of Jurion Dickey, which that was heavily scrutinized after Dante Moore left. Um, Dickey um, definitely had – there was a chance of UCLA for Jurion there, but a lot of people are saying his grades were just not even close to UCLA. Damn. Um, like jury on yeah I, I think he barely might he might be a guy that barely got into Oregon to be honest but um yeah you know I don't want to talk about a dude's grades though off no, yeah. Twitter it, it, that's it, not yeah where I'm at but but at the end of the day that is the rumored reason why UCLA didn't get a better look from him that comes from insiders at UCLA I hope they're not making stuff up to make their program out to be better because I've seen that happen before. <laughs> where um, a player will have to, like, tweet out their grades <laughs> when they get word of a board post saying they're great. Oh, their grades weren't good enough to come here. We didn't need him. Um, yeah, that's stupid. And they also got Dalen Austin from Long Beach. Um, Alex Austin's brother um, goes to Long Beach Poly. Um, in Long Beach, of course, he's a six-one corner. Oregon's got a lot of size at corner now going yeah. on. Um, that's, a, that's, Martin, a, that's a good trait. Yeah, Cole Martin's the shorter one. He's five foot ten, but I think he's gonna. He could end up playing the nickel. Um, um, Solomon Davis also goes over six feet tall. Um, Daywin Austin gave the biggest middle finger to Miami I've ever seen in my life. If y'all were following his Instagram story, you would think he was a Miami commit. Yeah, I mean, the last yeah. the, like the last day he's only been posting Miami. Like he 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 showed his Miami like letter. He showed his Miami letter at his table, and then an hour before he signed, he showed a he he on his Instagram story showed a picture of him wearing a Miami shirt, and he signs with Oregon. <laughs> I noticed all of that. Yeah, that, Dylan Austin was obviously trolling Miami yeah. because, of course, the crystal ball kind of ruins the amount of trolling you can really do. Yeah, um, but yeah, that was pretty funny. So yeah, Oregon, they're um, Jackson. You said they were ranked fourth. Um, they're yeah, that's the they're eighth overall for total, right. seventh on composition, but composite. And then yeah, the fifth in transfer ranking. But there are so many unranked transfers right now in terms yeah. of the transfer grade. Um, like Washington's on three transfer rating is seventh in the country, and on two four seven we are in the nineties, just because they haven't ranked our players yet. That's kind of mm -hmm. a problem, but you know we'll we'll, we'll see what their rankings are because I mean it's not like we got complete nobodies. Jeremy Bernard and Daniel <laughs> Nader are guys that played on Power Five teams. Like 
And Nada is Nagata isn't even someone that's listed on our team yet mm-hmm, on yeah. two four seven. So um, we'll we'll get to that later. Um, something I wanted to mention was USC was pretty quiet, which I did not expect. I thought they would be getting some surprise flips stuff like. Yeah. But Lincoln Riley's first class still ends up pretty good. You have Malachi Nelson and then those two wide receivers, Makai Lemon and Zachariah, Zachariah Branch. Um, I think Zachariah Branch might be my favorite wide receiver film I've watched in a long time. He's he is, kind of like a Tavon Austin type of player. He's so electric. He's going to be very electric. Like, I am, I like, I, I, I mean, I don't like USC, obviously, but I am excited to watch that kid play, man. Yeah. He is going to be hard to. I will do not look forward to playing him in at USC this year. Even this year, I mean, he is so good. Um, USC has been good in the transfer portal when they're going after Arizona players. They got Kyan Bars, um, the big defensive tackle, had a pretty good season. Christian Roland Wallace, of course. Christian Roland Wallace got a ninety-two transfer rating. I don't think he's very good, but no. They, ah, brother. Um, Dorian Singer is very good, though, and they they picked nabbed him from there. God, USC can get whatever wide receiver they want, and there's nothing anyone can do about it. Um, they also got Mason Cobb, who was one of the nation's leaders in tackles for loss from Oklahoma State. And you know, there was a time when you would never see a solid starter who would never have to hit the bench leave his team. <laughs> But now it's like, okay, I can go to USC, get a bag, and play for a national champion. I'm going to go do that. Um, so, good choice um, there. I don't have a lot to say about USC's class because this has been USC's class for a while. Um, of course, um, Braylon Shelby is another player that's really good in that class. Uh, USC could use a little bit more outside pass rush, obviously, Thule, um Tui Lapotu um, gave him a lot of interior rush. I like USC's class. I like Malachi Crawford. He is six four. He he goes six four. It says six three point five on two four seven. That kid is taller than anyone else I saw at his UW visit. So, I mean, he he clears Rashid Williams by a good three inches, and yeah. So Malachi Crawford's a tall corner. Um, mm. I like tall corners. I don't know if I like that tall of corners. Um, I just hope he's fast enough because, I mean, corners like yeah. that, you're worried about them getting burnt. Right. And dragging and their legs. You got to be real smart um, if you're not going to get burned. Like Richard Sherman for a long time was just smart enough to know, even though Sherman was not a fast guy, he was smart enough to know where the ball was going to throw. But Sherman's also one of the smartest players, I think, to really come through the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> Sherman was – um. They uh USC though they are looking like they're going to lose one of their commits uh Jacoby Lane. Oh right, um, that's true. Um, Arizona I mean, State is the team. They're 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 fine at wide receiver, dude. They they're losing Jacoby Lane is like us losing Dorian Thomas. Like it's 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 nothing. It's nothing ridiculous. Right, and I don't. I I think I think that might be addition by subtraction. Whoever they bring in is probably going to be better than Jacoby Lane. Mm-hmm. To be he, honest, USC stole Jacoby from Oregon, right? From yeah, that. yeah, yeah. And now he's going to ASU. All right, so Utah came in third in the Pac-12 um, in the recruiting rankings. That's great for them. Yeah, uh, they are top. They are they are number twenty-one in the entire country in recruiting right now. Um, 
That is a great class for Kyle Whittingham. One thing I noticed about Utah recruiting, they start off slow, but then they pick up hot, like in like near near the end. Yeah, because you watch them play. Yeah, <laughs> every year you watch them play, and it's like, man, that looks like something I could be a part of. Um, they are. They did a great job closing. Um, Spencer Fano was the prize of their class, and they get his brother in as a like consolation, adding to that. Um, Logan Fano, who is not a bad player coming back from his mission um, at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if Spencer is going on a mission or if he's going to play. Um, I don't think he's an instant starter for Utah, but either way, a really good job by Kyle Whittingham putting together this class and his staff. You got to give credit where it's due. Um, CJ Blocker was a somewhat unexpected guy because he actually decommitted from Utah earlier and then OV'd to Kentucky and USC. And this, I mean, USC used a December OV on him. This is a take for USC. They mm-hmm. wanted him and he picks Utah at the end of the day. Um, you, you have to wonder though, does the Pac-12, did the Pac-12 championship have any impact? Yeah, you almost have to think so. <laughs> um mm-hmm. But that's a huge pickup, a four-star corner um, from Texas. Um, Utah, great job. This is probably th- – th- no, not even probably. This is Whittingham's best class ever. And yeah. the fact that they put it together now, after all the winning they've already done, they're going to be – Utah is going to be a year-in, year-out contender in the Pac-10 and soon the Pac-10. Yeah, good for Utah. It's important for them to be able to stay consistent and keep that up because the the football results, they will always be there with a the coach like Kyle Whittingham. It's just being able to sustain the athletes to keep up with other teams in their conference, and they seem to be on pace to do so. So that that's a good sign. Right. The one position I need them to recruit a little bit better is the quarterback, though. Yeah. Because um, I didn't think Mac Howard was a very impressive guy to take. Um, all right, number four ends up being UCLA. They passed Washington on in the last month, um, picking well over in overall rank because they've also gotten their transfer rate rankings in for their guys, um, including an Oregon flip, um, Maliki Matavau, and um, then the other notable one being Colin Schley. In a lot of a lot of that is because of how he pertains to their most notable recruit Dante Moore. Um, so I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Um, what do you, what do you think about Schley being added even with more? So I, it's, it's interesting because I don't know, because I mean, you bring a guy like Schley into play this year, right? Like you bring him in to round out an already pretty good football team, but then you also, do you really think Dante Moore would be willing to commit somewhere that he's not going to start immediately? It's it's tough to say that. And it's also tough to say that Chip guaranteed on the starting role. So I, I think both will get their opportunity to battle it out in camp. Um, and I think both are more than viable starters. I think both, yeah, I think both are more than viable starters for UCLA next year. It's just a matter of who wins the job and, and what it comes down to. I do think it's interesting that getting Schley opens uh, UCLA up Usually up to get Dante Cephas, which would also be another big addition um, mm-hmm. later down the line. So, if that if that is the case, I think it ends up working out for UCLA. I think it will work out for UCLA either way. But um, yeah, I mean, you set your guy, you set you give yourself a guy for the future as well as somebody who can come in um, and and you can rely on immediately. 
yeah. So with those two quarter with those two quarterbacks, um, they could also bring in um, more talent that just wants to play with them. Of course, Cephas being Colin Schley's guy, but um, a lot of package deals commit together, and Cephas still has not chosen still has to not, play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we haven't even I haven't even heard anything insinuating he would other than just the fact that Schley is there. Um, so maybe that's not a move to get maybe that's some someone to push Dante more. Um, yeah, and another thing you have to consider is um Colorado bought those guys as head coach, so maybe Dante Sivas is a guy that starts looking at Colorado. Yeah. And he's a guy that's from Pittsburgh, so um, you have to look in the Penn state of Pennsylvania as well. Um, so, yeah, Penn State's making a big move on him. So. Speaking of Colorado, real quick before we uh, jump into number four, uh, Travis Hunter just announced he's coming to Colorado, like just now, like oh. ten minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, nothing that no one, nothing that like it was a surprise, but just it's it, it's it's officially official now. Did he hit one k one hundred k on his? <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. No, I'm oh. kidding. No, I'm 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 supporting him. Uh, but I'm pretty sure he's gonna. I, I actually subscribed. I want to see what. That was kind of interesting. Right. That's a business yeah. move and a half. Yeah, I love it. It's very genius. <laughs> Whoever his marketing people are, they deserve a raise. I think it's just him because he has a YouTube channel and he does it. He might have just been like, "Hey, why not?" So, yeah, good well, good, good play from him. Of course, um. Something I was talking about earlier, though, in a chat was, does Travis Hunter play both ways in Power 5 ball, and can his stamina take playing both ways in Power 5 ball? Because, yes. Uh, you know, I, it's hard to say no, but... Yeah. I think he should, I think... It's, that's a hard thing to do. Yeah, corners are so valuable, and his size is so good. I think that's where he should be primarily. I think, yeah. I think he can really make some money being a cornerback, but he's athletic enough to do both. Right, but think about this. There's a kid who's committed to Miami right now named Cormani McCain. McLean. McLean, my bad. McLean. He's got an L in there. Um, Cormani McLean. Um, he's the number two player in the 2023 class. My personal number one player because I'm not like an Arch Manning enthusiast. I, he's playing really bad competition. I still think he could be good at Texas. I just have bad competition. He didn't play well down the stretch of this season, so – True, and he's playing bad teams, so it's like, what do you want me to Show me say about it? Play it? Right, so, yeah, Cormani's my number one, or, yeah, Cormani's my number one player in the entire country. And that would be back-to-back number one players, basically, going to Colorado. Um, and they could both be at the corner position. Um, starting. The, I mean, Colorado would instantly have a good pass defense to start with Deion Sanders. Um and then everything else can kind of fall into place um, in terms of just that team being a – and they're actually recruiting the offensive line. Yeah. They're trying yeah. at least. They're getting, they're, getting, they're getting kind of old bodies that have experience, and I like what they're right. doing. I like that idea a lot. So the next in the overall recruiting rankings um, would be Washington. You'd we flipped Caleb Presley today. Um that was kind of our big news um, from Oregon. Of course, they get Dalen Austin, so right away they make uh, up okay. for it. But, <laughs> Hold um, beer. So the, this is more our gain than Oregon's loss. I'm not going to gloat on Oregon for losing him because, well, they cleaned up today. Um, 
Washington also signed um, Curly Reed, a four-star defensive back from Louisiana. Um, a few other highlights. Rasheed Williams ends up signing. That was pretty expected. He was never really lo- looking into flipping. Um, honestly, nobody else really was. Tayshawn Lyons hasn't signed yet, but he's still very much expected to. Well, now, the Huskies' real news is coming in the transfer portal. We got a starting linebacker from USC, Raylan Goforth. Um, Jeremy Bernard came back to Washington, um, which is kind of funny. It is very funny. Um, Zach Durfee joins Washington from Sioux Falls, um, which is a FCS um, program, the one that Kalen DeBoer kind of got his start at. Um, so he kind of knows that program. But Durfee had 12 sacks, um, and he had offers from – um, 12 and offers from 12 is in, Jesus. 12 sack haver joining the team. Um, <laughs> he had offers from a few Big Ten schools. Um, I think I think it was – I don't think Michigan or Ohio State, but I think Penn State. And then there was um, Michigan State, Purdue, those type of schools. Like kind of the mid-tier of the Big Ten was the type of team that wanted Mr. Durfee. Um, Joe Moore from ASU flipped um, to Washington. Well, didn't flip, but committed to Washington. And Daniel Ngata, um, who was always an interesting figure at ASU, flipped to Washington um, in the portal. So that was interesting. <laughs> um, I did not expect that one. I did not expect Ngata to end up at Washington. At least That's a good pickup. Yeah, he's really talented. Yeah, yeah, he's a really explosive guy. I think he can come in and be Washington's kind of big playback. And he didn't really get used as a receiver um, at ASU, but I feel like he'd be good at that. And he was even listed on his old 247 profile as an APB all-purpose back. He was supposed to be a great receiver out of the backfield. Um yeah. Man, Washington's going to have some weapons on offense next year. I, yeah, it looks like uh, Ryan Grubb said on the radio that um, Odunze and McMillan would be returning, which we kind of figured, but yeah. um, but that's good. <laughs> it's good to hear from a coach because um, they didn't make an official announcement, even though they've kind of made it. <laughs> they made it a little obvious. By the way, um, Brandon Huffman on Daniel Gata's um old two four seven page compared him to Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> Yeah, maybe not quite, but that's the first um, time a black man's ever been compared to Christian McCaffrey ever. So good for him. It's always the it's always the the Max Borgie. It's literally always just the, it's the worst dude. <laughs> Max Borgie, uh, Casey Filkins. Casey um. <laughs> Filkins was crazy, dude. He's not even fast, and he got compared. <laughs> Whatever. Next on the overall rankings is Dion. Deion Sanders. What's the sigh for? <laughs> it's not hard to find. Um, now I'm Damn. concerned about Colorado now. Well, we don't play them, so. We're but, down to 10? Yeah, yeah. Well, you don't have a lot of transfers yet. ASU passed you because they have 33. 33 commits? commits? Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. They got seven in one day. Oh my god! I can't Dude, Fork's page is flourishing right now. I mean, dude, he's just off his ass, bro. 
Well, yeah, he had a two-year break of recruiting. It's about time. Anyways, Colorado got Dylan Edwards and Adam Hopkins already committed. And now Travis Hunter. Now uh, they have Deion's kid to play quarterback, of course. Um, good for him. They have – yeah, it is good that he gets to play power five ball after all. Um, nice rhyme. Um, and yeah, they have a lot of um, – yeah, they got the Savion Washington guy who is just massive from Kent State. He's 6'8", 340. Oh, my God. And he's going to play left tackle for yeah, Colorado. So plug and play. I, I mentioned this today. It's good to see Colorado going after experienced guys to come play O-line for them. Because something that we've all brought up as a concern for Colorado is just their physical toughness and how they would match up against other teams in the conference. and. Being able to go out there on your first signing day and, and attack that is important for you. It, it's it's a good deal. Yeah, they're doing a good job. And Dion's a smart football coach. It's not like I expected them to do anything different, but right. it's just the way that they started. It was really all hype. So yeah. it's good to see them kind of round that out. And I think they're going to be more than hype eventually. Anyways, Arizona, they signed Braden Dorman as the kind of their star of the class. Um, uh, what? No, I was no. just laughing. Sorry. Okay. Um, and they got Raymond Polito from Alabama to, to flip from Alabama, but that's a Mickey Mouse flip. He's not even top 350. So, um, sorry, Raymond. Hopefully you're pretty good at Arizona. Um, they got Malachi Riley late, a guy that fell a bit in the rankings, but I always thought was really good. Um, I He was a four-star early on in the class, and I don't know what's causing him to fall, but maybe his there will be some injury or something that comes up with him. Um, Emmanuel Carnley, who, yeah, we love those tall corners. He's 6'3". Um, he had an offer from Utah to go play there, um, but I think he would have just been a just-a-guy type of guy for Utah. And at Arizona, he can be a starter pretty quickly eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, Dorian Thomas flipped today. He's a really athletic tight end. I actually liked him a lot. I wanted Washington to go after him, but we got – a transfer from Cal Poly, who I really like at tight end. So that's kind of our tight end for the class. He had 600 yards as a true freshman. I think he's got some potential. Um, anyways, um, they got Justin Flo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. They also yeah. got Bill Norton. <laughs> His brother says he's committed to Arizona, but he's not showing up here. Did they even offer that guy? Who? Jonathan Flo. Oh, um, I have no idea. I think they they must have offered him. I think he'll end up at Arizona. Yeah. Um, and then the rest of their transfer class, it's a few um, decent guys. Um, Orion Patu and um, Tyler Manoa didn't get a lot of time at their old schools, but have some potential. So Arizona did a good job again in Jed Fish's second cycle. This is a team that's going to – um, just keep getting slightly better if they keep recruiting as hard as they do. Um, Jaden Dolores stays. I, I, I hope they don't keep losing transfers the way they did this year, but if they can calm that down, they're going to continue to be pretty improved. I think, I think Arizona needs a bowl next year, man. I think they need yeah. to get to that six and six record. So I, I'm not going to say I'm giving up on Jaden Delora, but like, is he even good at football? Like, sometimes. Like, like, yeah, like, genuinely. Like, it's just, there's so many times where he just does nothing and, like, hurts his team. Oh, yeah. 
I agree. Um, Stanford had a weird class. The first signing day for coach, name slipping me. Um, I was about to say Kevin Thompson. It's the first name I think it's of. The, his it's day. Taylor, Troy Taylor. Yeah, Troy Taylor for coach Troy Taylor, which is weird to say. It always it, it doesn't feel like David Shaw is gone, but he is. Um, Miles Jackson, who was a 2023 or 2024 quarterback, is reclassifying and going to Stanford. First of all, congratulations if you're getting into Stanford at 17. As a, I was about to say, as a re- Jesus yeah. Christ. Um, he goes to Ryan Lagunas' school. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, he's a really good football player, and um, obviously he's quite intelligent. So he'll ha- he'll have an interesting career to watch. What, what a way to throw a jab at Ryan! Yeah, he goes to your school. He's re- he's reclassifying. He goes, hey, look at you. <laughs> he goes there. I didn't know Ryan went there. <laughs> no. Well, I guess we could say Milliken. I know I was trying not to dox Ryan, but I mean, bro, you just go twenty four seven. You just have to go to Miles Jackson's twenty four seven to dox Ryan. So you know what? That's that's for Ryan that's deserves my to be IP doxed. Address, dude. I would say Ryan deserves to be doxed of anybody. <laughs> Anyways, um, three guys didn't sign with Stanford, and they're all pretty good. So that kind of sucks for them. Oh no, Omar Staples committed to them today, so. Him not signing isn't a concern, but Cameron Brandt and um, LJ Martin not signing is a concern. Oh, by the way, um, I realized something that we were messing up on all season. Um, EJ Smith is Emmett Smith's son, and we all neglected to mention that when he was playing really well. He was well, injured, though, wasn't he? He was injured for a lot yeah, of the year, but, but I mean, um, I guess that makes sense. He's pretty good. Is he gone now? No, no he's still there, I think. Oh, okay. Good for him. Did EJ Smith enter the portal? Should have. No, yeah, but, uh, I but someone yeah. I found out who entered the poll today, uh, Kai Milner. Yeah, fuck, oh, man. I didn't know he was in the portal. I I, I just yeah, he entered with Jack Plummer. <laughs> Best friends. <laughs> I will oh, back you up next year, Jack. Wait, Kai when Jack Milner Plummer Jack entered Plummer the portal, the I like jumped for yeah. Who is called? Uh, we'll get into that later, I guess, about their situation. Um, Wait, yeah. Plummer entered the portal. Yeah. Yeah, and then Milner followed him. What is J- Jack? You're like 26, buddy. Get a job. Like, Get that Cal degree, bro. I was about to say, where are you going? Literally, just like I guess he just didn't want to get killed by his teammates anymore. I get it. Anyways, Jack um, Plummer probably died about six times this season. I, I don't think I'd stay there either. Anyways, um, good, pretty good class for Stanford, all things considered. You usually don't see teams that lose their coach finish top 50, um, but they did. They did it. So, good for them. They don't have a single transfer yet. That's not good. Next team is Arizona State's 33 commits. Oh, boy. I do um, think that 33 commits and you're only 53rd in the country, I think that's kind of saying Well, a lot something. of them are just guys to throw on the roster, to be honest. That's true, yeah. Anyway. The two of them are not even ranked. Oh, and they're Juco. Never mind. I'm stupid. I'm sorry. Juco are usually unranked. Um. Israel Carter didn't sign. That's not good. Well, t- uh, and another thing to be fair to um, ASU, a lot of them are transfers that just haven't gotten their grades, their transfer grade yet from. Two That's fair. Seven. So over, I mean, let me see. What one, two, three, four out of the fifteen they've gotten are even ranked, and there are guys that are going to get good ratings, like Travion Brown mm-hmm. is going to get a good one. 
Who is Aaron Frost? I'm pretty sure was pretty highly wanted. Um, the Ben Coleman guy from Cal. That's right. Yeah, he was a starter. Um, so yeah, they're gonna get a few that get good transfer ratings. I'm interested to see what Jacob Conover's is. But the fact that they have 15 transfers and that they almost none of them have gotten their rankings yet, I would estimate ASU is really in the 30s now mm-hmm. um, in terms of a class because that's going to make a big difference when those guys get their ratings. Of course, there's going to be transfers and only have so many spots. And they have taken some questionable takes. but And there's no one player I really want to talk about with ASU um, except maybe Drew Pine. Um who is a interesting prospect at quarterback. He's pretty short. He only goes at about six feet tall. Um, he's not a m- crazy mobile guy. Um, he, he can move a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of Drew Pine, um, but I'm not not a fan of him at ASU. There is one recruit I do want to give a quick shout-out because I really liked him. Uh, Maxwell, I can't say it's – I heen anchor. I, I – how do you say it? He's a six foot seven, three fifteen pound offensive tackle, massive guy. I've liked him. Um, I Oregon State never really tr- tried for him, but I think he is a good get in the class. Yeah, he's got the size for sure. Um, I haven't watched him play, but um, I probably will eventually. Oh, uh, also, Garbo also had a ton of talent out of high school. Yeah, now I was gonna bring him in. I I think Crew Jackson could be a good player for the future of ASU. Jackson's a weird player. He's a six five, really skinny linebacker. Gentry. Still... He gives Gentry. me Gentry vibes. Yeah, but sort of. There's yeah, only Crew so Jackson many athletes that are like Eric Gentry. Like, yeah, that's true. Yeah, Crew's pretty fast and Crew's pretty athletic, but he you gotta be different to be like Eric Gentry. I was about to you literally have to be Eric <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, almost. Um, next is the 23 commits of the – or no, we've got Oregon State at 18 commits. Connor, this is kind of your yeah. thing. Um, this is – yeah, we're 10th in the – we're 10th in the conference, but we have some uh, one of the lowest number of commits, and we're still 55th in the country, 51 composition. We have no transfers yet. Uh, I th- that was supposed to change today, but apparently the guy didn't announce it yet. I think he might have signed with us, but he just isn't announcing, which is stupid. Um, and also, uh, I- I'll get into the recruits first. I think this is one of my favorite classes in a very long time. I think the talent here is unreal. Um, if you guys I want to mention, obviously Aiden Child's been talking about him all year. Don't really need to get into him too much, but he's. One of the more talented, he's the number 11 quarterback prospect in the country. He's been, his recruiting trail has been on fire ever since. Like we offered him first, we were his first power offer and he exploded after that. I'm I'm happy we got him. Uh, Kelsey Howard, obviously I'm excited. He's been a beef. He's been one of the more constant beefs on social media. He loves us. Uh, he loves the program. And I, and something I read, uh, him and Childs are going to room first year, which is kind of cool. Um one guy I think will be an instant impact is uh, Nico Taylor, uh, Juco Edge. We got out of uh, Hutchinson, Kansas. Um, one of the he's the fourth highest rated player. Um, I think he will. Uh, we're losing some edge depth. We're losing Isaac. We're losing Isaac Hodgins. Uh, we're losing a couple of other depth guys. I think he could be an instant starter if all plays out correctly. Um, yeah. And, oh, and one more, Andre Piper Jordan. I think hot take. He might be a day one starter. I love his film. 
I love his coverage ability. I think he could if if Blue Adams and uh, Perkins uh, um, see his talent, they're not afraid to start freshmen. Alex Austin started as like a damn near true freshman, um, and he was one of the lowest rated commits I've seen in a while. So it's just we we see talent, we like talent, we play talent. So just four guys I think could make an instant impact, and I love our class. Um, transfer portal. One of the, uh, we've had four, five players leave. I think four, four or five players leave. All were all didn't play. All weren't really contributors, unfortunately. Uh, besides Chance Nolan. But I've okay. So the thing about this situation that's so weird to me, DJ Uyongale. I'm gonna need to get used to saying that name because he might come here. Has been him to. Oregon State has been picking up a lot of steam that, uh, today, in, in, uh, for sure. But the last week or two, um, from what I saw from a, a source that's close to him, he said his top three was Hawaii, Oregon, and Oregon State. I can see all of those happening besides Oregon. So I think Hawaii I and Oregon. It's just it's tough to see him go to a place where he's going to be the backup year one. And I said it in the chat earlier, but by process of elimination, Oregon State makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. He has he has connections to the Hawaii coaches, which is why I think they are still and very much in like it. Where he's from, but like yeah, he can. I hope he doesn't go. Me neither. Um, that's just talent being. That's just potential being not yeah, wasted. I don't want to say wasted because there's a lot of like there's something special about a kid going to play for his home. <laughs> country like that's literally like damn near their own separate country like that's like like a real pride that comes with playing for hawaii there but like he can do better i think he could do better too and and also i mean i thought hudson card was our guy i thought he was gonna commit to us maybe today but i think although um he has been picking up he was in purdue this weekend He's been picking up some Purdue steam lately. I think it's between Purdue, us, Notre Dame, and Illinois, I think, are his top four. Unofficial top four, obviously, but I think those are the schools that he's looking at the most right now. All of them make sense. Um, all of them seem to be good fits for him, honestly, from yeah, what I've looked at. Notre Dame would be the best fit, I think. Notre Dame I mean, me, me too, personally. I think I, – I, I don't know if I'd rather have a card or a DJ. I think, personally, I like card better just based off passing ability, but I think if we put DJ in the right system, I think he'll work. Um, again, neither of those guys are like official, official yet. They still have a long way to go. Um, but I think by the end, I think two weeks from now, um, maximum, DJ will be in Oregon State Beef. I think that's my lock right now. That's what I'm going to say for the transfer class. All right. well- all I'll say is Oregon State cannot miss again. Last year, um, they took some shots at a few transfer quarterbacks. One of them now sucks, and is that right? <laughs> but um, Oregon State cannot enter next season with Ben Goldbranson. I like Aiden Childs, and the rest are nobodies. But, um, but yeah, I, I don't think you can just enter with those two being the only contenders for the starter. I really think – a transfer QB needs to be on Oregon State's roster pretty soon. I think DJ DJ needs to not choose Hawaii too. I'm with. Please don't do that. Um, I get it. I get why he would. I get that the competition would allow him to thrive really with Hawaii. Um, 
But don't do that. You have you would thrive in the Pac-12, DJ. You're good enough for the Pac-12. Um, moving forward, uh, the number 11 overall class in the um, Pac-12 belongs to the Washington State Cougars. So, Jackson, you can talk about you'd like to on in that yes, class. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so uh, Washington State got a couple of uh, – they got a few offensive tackles, but a couple I want to talk about. Uh, Noah Dunham and – let's see. Noah Dunham and a Juco guy, Ellie Pole. Uh, Jake Digger said <laughs> Washington State has a lot of young offensive linemen on their roster that are going to be back next year. Jake Digger just straight up said that Pole was going to be a plug-and-play guy. Um, he's 6'7", 320. He is massive at the tackle position. Uh, but one issue with that, he's not particularly athletic. I don't think his feet are as quick. Uh, but he's a people mover. I could really envision um, Nikia Watson just running behind him. Um, and getting some solid carry. So I would imagine him being on the right side because he's a much better run blocker. Um, and then Noah Dunham, if he does start, which I think he's more than capable of doing, I think he's probably better than Christian Hillborn. Um, he's definitely better than Christian Hillborn. If he comes in, I think he would play on that left tackle spot because he's just a better guy in terms of his athleticism and protecting the pass. But I really do, and I do like the way that he gets up into the second level against um, rushes. Uh, we got a few corners today. Jamori Colson, uh, Juco guy. Uh, Kapina Gushikin, Juco guy. Um, and St- uh, Stephen Hall, another Juco guy. Um, out of the three that I've watched, I really do like um, Gushikin the most. Uh, he's he's the smallest out of the three. He's only 5'11", uh, 175. But I, I, his ability to guard um, intermediate, short, and in the secondary, as well as being able to come down on tackles and just be – he's really strong. He was able to fight through um, some um, – that I watched. I really do like his coverage ability more than those other two. Um, Jamori Colson, I do like him kind of coming down against tacklers. I think he's really good coming downhill. But uh, Gushikin, Kapina Gushikin, I really do like his athleticism um, and just guarding guys downfield. Um, Jackson Potter, a quarterback, he flipped from UAB. That's funny. Um, Adrian Wilson, the safety who was committed to Colorado, he got dropped, obviously. <laughs> so he came to Washington State. Um, those are really some of the highlights. Uh, Carlos Hernandez is going to be somebody that comes and enrolls early, as well as DT. Um, what's his name? DT Sheffield. Two wide receivers that are going to come in early um, during January. Uh, Coach Dickert said that he liked Hernandez to be a guy who would play. He compared him to um, Renard Bell. So that's exciting. He's an electric guy. He's really good um, in the slot position. I see him succeeding there. Um, and possibly starting from day one. D.T. Sheffield is a bigger guy. He's still got some real good explosive downfield ability. Um, D.T. So, Sheffield's a bigger guy? Yeah. He, it says he's 5'9 on 24-7. No. Well, I, well, from what I saw, he was bigger <laughs> than the dudes that he was against. So. No, yeah. The, that does make sense. I, uh, hold on, let me see. Yeah, he does. I'm, I'm watching. I'm looking I mean, at like, does he Does he not look kind of stocky? He looks kind of, he looks kind of, looks kind no, of big. No. Yeah, he... <laughs> He looks like a thick dude. I think really oh, Carlos yeah. Hernandez. Carlos Hernandez is just it's, no. Yeah. Um, I actually do also really like Carlos Hernandez. I yeah. think he was kind of a slept on recruit. Um, and also Leo Pulas- uh, Pulua- Pul- Oh my God, Leo. <laughs> just call him Leo. Leo. <laughs> I I I really liked Leo. I didn't think that Oregon State should have just kind of let him fall like that. 
after he wasn't after decommitting from BYU, but I like the Cougars got him. I mean, I like Washington State, so I like them getting good players as well. Um, yeah, overall, it's not really too not bad. A bad class. No, yeah, it's, uh, not, it's somebody I did mention, Devin Richardson, the transfer from Texas. He didn't play really at all his last two seasons there. Yeah, he was at New Mexico State before Texas. Um, he, he will probably start from day one. Coach Dicker didn't really mention that, him being a starting guy. That's kind of interesting, but um, he he probably will because, I mean, who the hell else? Um, so it'll probably be him, him, probably Kyle Thornton. I imagine he comes back next year, and I guess Hudson Cedarwin. I don't know. Um, but Devin Richardson, a, a pretty athletic dude. I think he'll succeed in between the tackles. Um so that'll be that'll be interesting to watch. Kyle Thornton can't guard uh, a bloody nose, but um, we'll see how that works. I'm a little worried about our linebackers getting in space next season. Um, but yeah, I mean overall, it's really not that horrible of a class. I mean, it's not the best in the world, but um, I like to see that we assured up those tackle spots in the offensive line because, well, I wouldn't say we assured them up, but it's good to add on. Um, it's definitely good to add on in that spot because they were not good last year. Um, so. Not bad at all. Uh, Warren Smith was a guy uh, who's going to enroll in January. He was a cornerback. Um, I think I think he's a good recruit. I think he can play early. But again, I, I really do like Gushikin and Rose at all of our corners that we got. I'm excited to see him play. Um, Dickert mentioned him as a guy that would probably play in the slot just because he just because his size really isn't there. But um, him as as a replacement to our money, Archie, that would. That would be nice. That would be a very nice slot addition. So, like I said, not not a, not a bad class. The rating isn't really there, but still, not not bad at all. All right. So the two of you did such a better job covering your entire class that I'm going to throw back to Washington because I did a horrible <laughs> job. Um, I covered like three players and the transfers. Um, all right. Um, and I also, Jackson very much made me want to go into the press conference that the coach had um, on the team. But first, I will wrap up my thoughts on Washington State because we are still on that one. Um, the Cougs, yeah, I, I do agree that all in all, in terms of adding to the roster, it actually finishes as an okay class despite all the shit we've given it. Um, and it's at least a very national class. I mean, you pulled guys from um, the South – um, Georgia and Mississippi. Um, you pulled guys from the JUCO ranks. You even got a guy from Illinois. <laughs> um, so Dickert definitely was using any um, leverage he could to get anyone on this roster um, that he thought would be a good fit for the um, program. Um, Par- Potter's a guy that will need to be developed for a little bit and straight up get bigger, um, in my opinion. Um, but he's a tall quarterback, and I think, you know, he could be a pretty solid pocket passer if developed correctly. And, yeah, I love the corners and offensive tackles in this class, um, from Smith to, uh, oh, boy, um, Gushikin. <laughs> Gushikin? Yeah. I said Gushikin. I, I don't know. Yeah, good try. Um, but, yeah, I really like um, how this class finishes. And it, it finishes as a top 60 composite class. I mean – I've seen worse um, it's not the worst classes thing. in the Pac-12. I mean, shit, we haven't even gotten to Cal yet, brother. Oh, Cal. Yeah, yes, I was, I, I, I was going to say. <laughs> and, <laughs> remember when Oregon was about to hire Justin Wilcox and he said no? 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, brother. Anyways, um, our first like good commitment was Anthony James in this class. He was top 50 at that time. Now he's in the three-star range, um, which I think that's kind of a load of barnacles. But anyways, um, Anthony James was kind of a starter. He's a six. He's six, he goes at 6'5", 265, according to 247. I think he's going to be really good on the edge. I think he's very comparable to Jeremiah Martin. Um, and that role is just a big edge rusher who um, kind of powered through tackles all season last year. So um, I'm really excited about him. Um, Rashid Williams, I mentioned him, but I didn't say what he was good at. He's just an insanely good route runner. Um, he could be, he could be like another, um, he could be just like McMillan is in this current offense. Maybe not as fast, but, um, but he's a bigger than J Mac. Um, so I think Rashid Williams and it's just catching in traffic is really good. And I think that's a trait that actually more resembles Romo Dunze. So he's kind of a mix of the two. He's just so good. Um, I like him a lot, man. Uh, and another player we got is Tayshawn Lyons, who I have a very direct comparison to, Dante Pettis. He is very much the next Dante Pettis in terms of punt returning, um, just the ability to find his way. Um, I love Tayshawn Lyons, um, and I can't wait to see him return kicks. Um, then the two linebackers, we got Jordan Whitney and Devin Bryant. Both are just pure speed at linebacker. Um, which kind of goes along with Raylan Goforth. So you can kind of see what Washington's trying to build at linebacker is just speed, but willing to get down and hit people too. Um, not uh, guys that if you, if you get an offensive lineman on them, they'll be blocked up. Unfortunately, that's kind of, you, you kind of trade that off for the speed and the coverage ability, but Washington, they want to get ahead of teams and they want to make them pass. And um, I like very much what we're doing there. I love the offensive tackles in this class as well. Elisha Jacket is a six-seven tackle who just needs to kind of grow into his frame. Um, so Elisha's probably a guy that's going to take two years of just conditioning and trying to get his body ready to play college football. Because, he, but if he gets there, he could be NFL level because his hands and feet um, are he uses both of them excellently um, on the football field. Um, Leroy Bryant is my favorite recruit in this class um, just because he's going to be so fun to watch. Um, he can jump routes like crazy. Leroy's probably going to be a guy that ends one season with like five or six interceptions because he just jumps routes and he has probably the best ball skills of anyone in the class. Um, Caleb Presley in comparison, he doesn't jump as many routes, but he is faster than Le- Caleb Presley is probably the fastest guy in this class. And, Keith Reynolds was recruited purely for speed. Presley is going to be so fun to watch in man-to-man coverage because he can keep up with pretty much any receiver um, in the Pac-12. And I love that we're a man-to-man coverage team because we also got Curly Reed who stands at, I think he's 6'2 now, um, if he was 6'1 at the time of his recruiting profile being made because he's been a recruit forever. Those Southern guys, man, that Louisiana guy. Um He's been on 247 forever, so I'm thinking he's a little bit taller than 6'1 now just based on watching him. But him and Press and Caleb Presley and Press. Presley. Um, yeah, it's going to be um, difficult to go against. Vincent Holmes is amazing speed-wise as well. That's what pretty much this whole defensive class other than the D-linemen was. 
was just a pure class of speed and athleticism, which I love. I love how fast we're going to be on defense pretty soon because we didn't really have that this year um, because Jimmy Lake didn't really recruit for that. It was kind of just more of a – well, Jimmy Lake didn't recruit. Um, Anyways, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was going to try to say what Jimmy Lake went for, but he didn't really actually even recruit anything. players um, at all which for some reason didn't concern me as much as it should have. Um, Surprise, it didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> uh, Tybo Rogers is a guy that's very – I think the mold of Washington's running backs are you got to be able to catch. Um, you see that with Ngata joining the fold. And I kind of wish we went a little harder for Dylan Johnson, even though he is deciding in January. Washington wanted a running back for – they wanted a spring body because – I mean, this year we had to play spring with two running backs on the roster. It was just Aaron Dumas and JV on Sunday. That was it. Um, Cam Davis was injured, and honestly, I think he was looking to leave the program um, at that time. And same goes for Richard Nick uh, Richard Nixon. Richard Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> Will Nixon. So I mixed them up a lot because, God damn it, why do we have to have a Richard and a Nick? And then we. <laughs> brother um anyways washington's running back room is very good in the receiving game now um wayne good player man you can't catch good god you could not catch um but good runner ran hard gave us a good year um at the running back position not a great year but exactly what we needed at the running back position somebody that could play (laughs) Um, wait is he gone now yeah wayne is a senior Okay. Probably not going to end up being an NFL guy, but maybe. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of fall leagues now. And, and you know, we, maybe he took some Chinese classes at Washington. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, that's, that's, that's a violation. I'm sorry, Wayne. You're a good follower of the page, I think. Um, anyways, who else do I want to talk about? Um, Jacob Lane, he is very tall and very fast. And pretty much nothing else right now. He's not very good using his hands. Um, Jacob Lane is like a three-year project, I think. Um, you know, maybe he gets it together quicker, but he's a guy that's probably not going to play anytime soon for Washington. He is very much a project. Same can be said for a very good follower of the page, Soani um, Fasolo, um, who is a very cool person to talk to. He's in all my live streams. Um, when I'm doing those stupid sim leagues, he actually like gets involved. It's pretty cool. Um, he was in my Oregon. What happened? Live stream, and he was laughing about it. Um, so yeah, uh, that was a very. He's a very enjoyable person. But again, he's and he's kind of like jacket, but he goes at like six nine, six ten. I know it says six eight on his two four seven profile. He is taller than that. He used to be 6'9 on 247. I don't know why they would shrink him on here. Um, <laughs> because I remember when he committed, I said, we got a 6'9 offensive tackle in my um, for him. But no, uh, he is – I think he might be 6'10 now. He's like a basketball center, bro. Um, can he play? Because we just lost by 23 to Auburn tonight. Um, anyway, yeah, Fossolo is huge. Um so, but he again needs to grow into his body. Um, and yeah, that's about all I have to say. We got Thaddeus Dixon who might have to play pretty quickly um, as a JUCO corner. Those JUCO guys are pretty much usually recruited to play, so hopefully he can. Um, 
and the rest are nobodies. Oh, no, I'm kidding. The rest are just guys I don't want to talk about right now. All right, I guess we got to talk about Cal. Um, I see two positives from this class. Yeah, I think I see them too. Uh, nice. Okay, so one guy I was really uh, – it was his top three was kind of weird. Uh, Colorado State, Cal, and Oregon State. Uh, the only, I think the reason he did not go to Oregon State is because we wanted him as a cornerback. They wanted him as wide receiver, and he wanted to play wide receiver. Um, I really like him. I think well, he, he he's a he's a he still follows me on Instagram for some reason. But uh, he's a really good guy, really supportive of the page before he committed to Cal. Um, I think he was. I watched this film. I liked him. I think he does fit better wide receiver, so I respect his decision a lot. Um. And the other the other guy who I'm excited for isn't even a commit a, 20, a 23 commit. He's a transfer. Byron Cardwell announced that he's going to go to Cal today. Yeah. I'm excited for his fresh start. I think that I thought he was going to go to UCLA. Should have. Um, he could have started for UCLA. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. UCLA is worse off than Jaden Audit running back. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I didn't he, consider that. Maybe he wants that Cal degree, but the UCLA degree is much worse. Um. <laughs> So I I mean I I'm, I think he'll do good on Cal. I mean there's sure. there's not much to beat out besides Jaden. Um, yeah, I, I maybe they run a multi running back offense because I have no idea who's throwing the ball from next year. Yeah, so they don't have a quarterback committed in this class, and they just lost their top two QBs. So in 2022. They got Fernando Mendoza, a two stars, 0.79 type of guy on scholarship. So that's what you're talking about. It's starting quarterback, oh brother. Um, One thing I can see is Garbers from UCLA transferring to Cal. I could see that too. But even then, Ethan Garbers is not good. Um, They do have, do they still have Brian Glover? Nope, he went to Memphis. Um, oh, man. Wow. Talk about a class, baby. Talk about the state of the program. Oh, brother, they are coach. Justin Wilcox, I still don't think he's a terrible coach. He's just in a terrible program to coach college football. I think the same goes for Stanford. But David Shaw was also an idiot. David um, Shaw, the game outgrew David Shaw. He couldn't right, keep up yeah. anymore. Right, I can't really say he's an idiot because yeah. he was he was really good at his job for quite some time. But yeah, the game outgrew him, and the game honestly seems to be outgrowing. It's outgrowing their Stanford. programs. I, yeah. I, I, that's that's the biggest issue because Justin Wilcox is too young to be just getting outdone like this. I don't I don't think that's the biggest concern. I just don't think their programs can keep up anymore. Right, Wilcox. Before COVID hit, um, was really getting going. He was cooking. Yeah, he was eight and five. Um, he had the number three class in the Pac-12 in 2021. Um, Will Justin Wilcox was doing a pretty good job at Cal. Um, and I like I like what J. Michael Sturdivant showed this year. So it's not like and Maven Anderson. So it's not like his recruits aren't working. He just couldn't keep up with that and. They went five and seven. I, I what do they even do? What do now? they even do? They're cooked. I mean, I have no optimism for Cal next season. None. 
I think they're the worst team in the Pac-12 next year. They might be one of the. I think are, they, I mean, I, are they going to be caught? No, they're not Colorado level, right? They can't be. Yeah. No, because they have no. too much talent. Yeah, they have too much talent to beat that bad. I think Jane like. Oh, actually, no. Jay Jordan Tyson. Um, who's going to be throwing them the ball, bro? They'll they find have to a get a, transfer. Yeah, they'll they'll find a transfer. Some people are saying D. Some people are saying DJ should go to Cal. Yeah, please bro. don't, DJ. Please do not. That that would be worse career suicide than uh, uh, Hawaii. Now I, um, I'm not saying anything here, but does DJ have like Cal type of grades? Um, that, I mean, I'm not gonna say he doesn't because I would have no idea. Yeah, he has. He, he hasn't really shown to, and the schools recruiting him aren't really like Cal. Um, I mean, in terms of just, I mean, I'm not saying like anything about DJ Cal. It's really hard to get into though. Did um, UCLA recruit him? Like, yeah, they didn't actually. Okay. Oh, they didn't. <laughs> Justin Hopkins put in a crystal ball for them because he was mad that UCLA was getting Dante. <laughs> So he was trying to build up hype that DJ would end up at UCLA to try to get Dante to stay at Oregon. Like, that's just poor. Do your damn job, Justin Hopkins, dude. Justin Hopkins go a day without a crystal ball challenge. Impossible. He, that's pretty lame. He, he's weird. He, I don't know why on three let Scoop Duck join them. Scoop Duck. Scoop Duck was such a shitty website, and now it's on On3, and they still are shit. And now they get to make On3 predictions, and it's like, oh, DJ Uyangula is going to fucking UCL. No, they're not. Anyways, Auburn, um, Cal plays Auburn at home next year. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> they're going to get fucking killed. They play Idaho, though, so 0-12 is out of the question, I think. Well, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Confidently. Was Idaho – did Idaho even turn out to be okay this year? Probably not. I didn't really I, – I didn't really pay attention. Um, no, they did. They went 7-5. and five. Oh, oh, Okay. Yeah, good for them. And their losses were – yeah, they made the playoffs. Not going playoffs. They, they did made they? The playoffs. They did. did. They? they lost – and they, they only lost by three in the playoffs to Southeastern and Louisiana Lions. <laughs> the way you said that was so weird. Well, you go, if you go on the football schedules thing, um, it's like weirdly written. Yeah. Lions, oh, Louisiana, Southeast. Southeast in Louisiana. Louisiana at Hammond State, or Strawberry Stadium in Hammond, Louisiana. Strawberry Stadium's a name. A kid from my school went there to play baseball last year. That's cool. Yeah. He was the our quarterback on the football cool. team. Kibby Dome's a pretty cool. Arena. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, speaking of Cal, uh, shout out to Cal men's basketball for winning their first game of the season today Ooh. and last. And yeah, and their last. Um, Jamori Jamori on um, Jamori on Jamori Colson is not very good down the field. Yeah, the more and more I watch this film, just every single time that somebody brought a double move or did anything except for run straight, you could not keep up. No. That's, that's why I like my uh, Hawaiian dude more. I'm just not going to say his name anymore. But um, Gush, Gushikin, I like him more because he's not he's, done. He's just more consistent. No, who, no, no. Who are they getting off? Um, Ashton Porter, four-star defensive lineman. Oh God damn it! 
Let's just make it stop, personal. please. They're gonna finish top five in everything, I think. I really yeah. hope Colorado gets um, McCain. I hope they get um, him and Blake Purchase. They will. They're gonna get Blake Purchase. I th- I don't really see any doubt in that one. Yeah, since Purchase didn't sign today, it's definitely looking good for Colorado right now. Also, um, uh, I gotta point out one of. I mean, it... he died. <laughs> what was he thinking? Sorry. Um, I got. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's not my least favorite move, but Cater Proctor going to Alabama um, is kind of. I mean, I like I'm, I like it for its NFL future. I do kind of wish he stayed home though, personally. Yeah, if Auburn or fucking Auburn, um, if um <laughs> Iowa wasn't completely inept offensively, I think he stayed. I think Caden Proctor was looking for any excuse to stay committed to Iowa, and there just wasn't one <laughs> no. because they suck. They are terrible. What would it take? What would it take for them to fire Kirk Ferentz? Death. Death. Like, <laughs> they're just so they're just so stubborn. Like, because he's not going to fire his son. He can't do that. Yes, he like, can. He can put him in timeout. He's, he's not going to do AD. that. Bro. He can fire himself. He's the AD. I said he's not going he to fire his son. That's that's the issue. Himself isn't. His son is. Kirk Ferentz is a, is a fine head coach. His son is the worst offensive coordinator in contraball yeah. history, and they just don't care to change it. Who is the who- player named Khalil Tate? <laughs> nice. Who is that five-star safety that's on the roster who who stayed home? Oh, um, I know who you're talking about. Nwankpa? Yeah. Xavier Nwankpa. He got dropped to a four-star after committing to Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucked up. That's so going to be a beast. That is, I hate that so much. I hate that. Yeah, it's really low down. Every time someone commits to any school that isn't like high up, like the dude had a committable Ohio State offer. Like, he's like, good, bro. Stop hating. Like, stop this guy hating. went from like top 15 players to 53rd because he committed to the school that 247 didn't want him to. Like, that has to be stupid as shit. Anyways, that's the um, DeJounte Cockmuncher meme. <laughs> literally, dude. Literally. <laughs> Anyways, um, Pac-12 recruiting was pretty good this year. The fact that um, our eleventh class um is still not even that bad, um, it that goes a long way to or yeah. So ASU was the eleventh um composite recruiting ranking team. Sixty second. That ain't that bad. Last year, Washington finished in the nineties, and we weren't even the worst in the Pac-12. <laughs> um. Yeah. So who was who was the lowest Power Five team? I could go check. Let me look. Um, there's got to be someone who had just like a miserable. Oh, it's not Vanderbilt. They're fiftieth. They got some. Vandy usually recruits well. That's okay. weird. Well, they are SEC. And smart kids love to go to yeah. Vanderbilt. It's hard to tell. A genius to not go to the lowest power fives. It's Cal. It's Cal. No it? way. It's Cal. That's tough. Oh my god. It's oh my. Rice is a better class than Cal. It's over. It, it's gone. It's over. Dude, the Campbell Camels have a better class than Cal. That's, no way. Yeah, look at eighty-two on the composite rankings. Yeah. The Campbell Camels, bro. God. So unserious.
Central Michigan, Florida Atlantic. That's horrible. That's oh, terrible, brother. Man. Cal is in between. Oh, San Diego State's down here. Oh, that's not good. SDSU. No, the whole Mountain West is pretty much down here. The You're Mountain about to... West does not have good players. What the fuck? Who did oh, Boise State had a bad class? I need did to. They? I'm gonna be at school with these guys next year. I need to get, get to know them well. Um, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, none of them listen to the, this episode of the podcast. Uh, no. All, what? Oh, it's 68th. That's not bad. That's all right. Mountain West. That's a win. You can win with that. No, yeah, it's good. Don't, uh, one of the guys I know here, Caden Dawson. If he would have had a chemical ball for us, he would have gone to us. But he went to Boise State instead. Nice. Um, they got some. They got Ch- they got Chase Penry. <laughs> oh, yeah, they yeah, they got Chase Penry. Uh, Dynasty legend for me, all the guy. Yeah. Um, I I really like Pac-12. As you said, I I love the recruiting this year. It's been so much fun to follow. I mean, as much as I absolutely despise Oregon, I I them making noise after their kind of fall off last week was kind of cool to see. I guess. I guess. <laughs> yeah. AM down to 14. Interesting. Oh, brother. Why do kids still commit there? Like, genuinely. Like, why? Money. Oh, yeah, it's... I know. But, like, you can get money elsewhere. Ruben Owens. A&M will, pay, A&M will pay a little bit of a lower kid seven figures than every other school, though. Yeah. yeah. Like, the Chase... guy that committed there probably didn't have a seven-figure offer from anyone but him. But, yeah, Makai Tease, he's ranked on only 194th in the country, so um, which is still great, by the way. That's a really good ranking. But still, like, he probably still got seven figures oh. from me. Did David Hicks not sign? No, he didn't. Ooh. He's going to maybe flip to Oregon. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Please, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Or, uh, he's gonna sign on Friday though, so he his decision's coming up quick here. And with Oregon's recent momentum, look out. They got a ranked punter. Oh, uh, is that person all right? Oh no, they just died. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, good. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that scared me. <laughs> okay, it's um, my sister acting. Oh no, she she's not she's not dead. No, it's okay. She's not dead. Everything's okay. Oh shit! I thought that was just like somebody's TV or something. No. no. Oh my god, I feel horrible. South. You gotta edit that out, bro. What's what's the timestamp? Oh, we're at uh, one fourteen. Okay. That's what you'll open the episode with. <laughs> South Carolina with the 16th class in the nation over Michigan, TCU, Auburn, Florida State. Hell yeah, Beamer. He, did they get Beamer ball? Did, did they get? Did they get Harbor? Who who got Harbor? Nobody uh, yet. Wow. Nicholas Harbor's still uncommitted. He's going to be one of the biggest guys of the actual signing day. I think he might be my favorite recruit in this class. Yeah, I got him definitely top ten. I think um, who do I all think is better than him? I think McLean is the best in the country. I think he's the best player in the country. I I, I really like Downs. Uh, oh Downs. yeah, yep, yep. I love him. He is going to be really good. But his comparison on two four seven is actually 
interesting. He's not Ooh, that tall nice. or that, that fast, though. Um, in what right of he, mind does Texas Tech have a 23rd ranked rank class in the country? No oh, shot. They just, have a, they just have a shit ton of recruits. I think they took a lot of people, especially early. And a lot of them actually, a lot of those takes actually aged really well and yeah. ended up being higher rating than they were when they committed. So good scouting yeah. by them early on. Um, I really like. Um, Oh, I really like Russ uh, the kid that's committed to Alabama. He just yeah. needs to grow. Um, but at Alabama, that's not hard. It's not to hard. Do. To do. <laughs> I'm kind of scrolling through looking for some committed but unsigned guys, but most of them are pretty well heralded, I would say, if they didn't sign with their team. There's honestly, a, th- this signing day, a lot of guys are done with their recruitment. Yeah. Um, I expected Jaden Wayne to maybe not sign with Miami after the season they had immediately. And take some January visits, but he does sign with Miami. That's a good get for Mario Cristobal. Technically, I think Jaden Wayne does still claim Washington, so I will say Jaden Wayne, the number one player from Washington, because those guys G from other states. First of all, play if you're already ranked that highly, just play. Just play. Just play. You don't need to go to IMG Academy get clout. That that, I feel like that's ruined some careers. I think. could be on its way to ruining Jaden Wayne's career. I think the reason uh, I know a guy who went to IMG from uh, from Portland, the Portland area. His name is Riley Williams. Y'all probably know who he is. I do. Uh, tight end who committed to Miami. I think. I mean, I, um, Michael. Um, not Michael. Uh, who was I gonna say? Whatever. Um, I I know people who know Riley, and they said he moved down there just to get a feel of Miami. So it makes sense. Yeah, that he wants to move to the area that he's going to college for. So, like, some people are doing it for the right reasons, but some of them, like, just straight up just clout reasons, like you said. It's just kind of, eh. Yeah. Like, there's, there's you a, all, kid from, a lot of guys do want to play. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I mean, there's a kid from my school of my age that transferred to IMG this year, and it's like, it's, uh, yeah. Like, yeah. Sometimes it's just, like, play ball in your own home school. Um, you're still going to be one. You're going to stand out. You're going to be. Right. Right. You're gonna put good, really good things on tape, just dumb. And and, and, um, and being six A in Alabama is not bad at all. Like that's like pretty solid talent. Like, right? Yeah, that's good football. Over here. Um, speaking of Alabama, I was hoping um Riley Williams would go there or Ohio State. I'm really not. I don't like Mario Cristobal. I love really Dan bad. Lanning, by the way. Like just the person and head coach he is. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, really, really I hate. And hated Mario Cristobal, and the fact that people are still buying whatever the hell he's selling—it's it's um, horrible. And I and I hate to see such bad teams recruit so well. It's, so, it's like the um. So Connor, you remember Collins Akimpong or whatever his name is? Name rings a bell. Um, it was recruited heavily by M- Michigan and um Pac-12 my, teams. My Miami guy, foot foot to Miami, right? Yes. Um, yeah, I know. He was a tight end. Mario's already got him flipping to interior D line, and it's like, oh my what? God. Yeah, it says D line right here, and I'm pretty sure he be an outside guy. It's like, what is Mario cooking? Does he know? Like, this is a guy that was going to be the best tight end in college football, possibly. If he if he was developed right, the sky would be the limit. But. Now he's going to be playing interior line for a shitty defense at Miami. He is 6'7". He's 6'7", but 
you can't get live leverage at six seven and that skinny. Yeah. Guy gets yeah. low on you. Mario, what are you doing? Yeah. By the way, um, Deuce Robinson, who was seen as like a USC lock, got a Georgia crystal ball today. Hmm. Um, he's the number one tight end in the country, and hopefully Georgia doesn't flip him to interior D line. <laughs> nah. Um, speaking of Georgia tight ends, Ari Gilbert entered the portal again. Oh, brother. Really? That's yeah. Juco. Yeah, he's cooked. He's been supposed to be like breaking out superstar since 2020, and he hasn't played more than like six downs. Uh, Coach Smith, can you can, can you throw him the bag, please? Uh, thank you. Um, <laughs> no, he's not even an Oregon State type of guy anymore. He's done. No, give him a shot. Please. He's had shots. He's had shots. When he transfers to the most loaded tight end room in the country, you're going to be buried. I don't know why he went there, bro. Yeah, man. You should come to Alabama. Yeah, go to Alabama. Hold on. Stay south. Go to Alabama. They have no one. No, they got Cameron Latu. He's graduating. He's not good. (laughs) (laughs) Alabama did bring in a couple of receiving tight ends in their class, though. I like to feel the guys that I watch. I'm, I'm, like, I'm doing a good job following recruiting this year. I'm proud of myself. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna write some, some scouting reports for Washington State tonight, and I'll post those at some point. Yeah, I've yeah. been working on those for Washington now. I I um I was doing them earlier for Washington, and I started with Keenholes, and this was already with the um this was already with the whole um keenholes ohio state drama with thing and i was like you know what i'm gonna make sure they sign first <laughs> um, it, yeah i was obviously a good decision because i was gonna really dive into lincoln for no reason um yeah so many things had to go wrong for um lincoln to not end up at washington like from the dylan rayola situation to um the brock glenn situation to it just really sucks how that all turned out for washington okay um, I'm sorry to interrupt. Arizona yeah, State's yeah. Arizona State's losing to San Francisco, ninety-four to forty-nine. Oh, poor Mateo! They got one day with a ranking next to their name, and they'll never have it again. Mateo, the one day Mateo goes, and this happens to them. Mateo, Mateo doesn't even deserve that, bro. Free Mateo. This ain't right. Mate- <laughs> San Francisco is shooting 53% from the three and 57% overall. Mateo, Mateo Cruz is the Cam McCormick of ASU. He's never leaving. He's never leaving and never Speaking going of which, away. We do need to talk about Cam McCormick getting two more years, dude. Nine years. He's been in college since I was in middle school. Literally same, yeah. He's been in college since I was in intermediate school. <laughs> I was in fifth grade. He's been in college. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to think back to all the players he's played with and against. Let me look up 2016 Oregon schedule. Let's see some of the players that were on other, like notable players that were on the teams that Oregon played that year. Um. Up 2016 Nebraska Cornhuskers. We're just to get a gauge on how goddamn long he's been there. Is that that Tommy Cunningham dude? I think was his name. Yeah, I think y'all remember him. You should remember him. He's, he's I feel like I remember him, but not too much. 
He wore number four. It was like the one good year for Nebraska in the last. In my Don't you mean Tommy Armstrong? Tommy Armstrong, yeah, that was his name. I don't know yes, okay, so yeah, that's the title. Oh my god. Yeah, Um. there are other guys on that team that are somewhat memorable. But obviously, you could just go straight to 2016 Pac-12 teams. You're talking about Luke Falk. Luke Falk, yeah. Gabe um, Marks, River Craycraft. Oh my, River Craycraft played against Cam McCormick, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> And he's going to be playing in 2024. Miles' past sophomore year was against Cam McCormick. He's been he's been he played his full college career, graduated in 2018, and Cam McCormick's going to play six years after that. That's how. That that I mean, um, Jake Browning was at Washington forever, and Cam McCormick's going to play six. He played against Jake Browning. His sophomore year, and he's going to graduate six years afterwards. He kind of Cam McCormick played against Christian McCaffrey. That's like yeah. actually disgusting. That's nasty word. So, was, I mean, Cam, you've been offered all these years. You got to play the whole way through, right? You don't have a choice. Yeah, I mean, he can honestly just hold his hat on being the guy that played college football for nine for, years. Yeah, the guy that played college the football for a decade. The only guy that will ever have a chance to do that. So Cam McCormick, I mean, you were never good, but at least you were gonna be the only person to ever do something ever. So, yeah, that's historic, dude. Celebrate that's that. Definitely one of the things of all time that somebody has done. Definitely one of the things of all time that somebody has done. I just hope his ACL is okay. He's torn it like five times. <laughs> Need to go out and work for a job. Could you imagine being a twenty-six-year-old NFL rookie with multiple torn ACLs? Yeah. I, mean, I hope he's going into like pre med or something. He better. I mean, it's it's too late to not, right? Yeah. And Enge- and engineering, just something that takes a long time. Yeah. I mean, I wonder what he is studying. I'm gonna look up real quick. Hold on, give me a second. Is his major public? <laughs> yeah, you you can look up majors. That's after true. you after you do this, we can end it because my phone's about to die. We can continue this conversation on the video chat. So. Okay. Um. Kim McCormick. No, nothing. Okay, never mind. Uh, Cam, I hope you have a good. Bro, just doesn't go to school anymore. <laughs> he's, <laughs> done. he's done. He's done all he needs to do. If you majored in business, uh, you're screwed. Good luck, buddy. Um, masters in business. Double of tri- quadruple masters, bro. Quadruple masters in business is nasty work. Yeah, he's gonna be the next Elon Musk. He has to be. Yeah. <laughs> I hope he's not him personality wise. Um, I, I I think we can end it here. Yeah. Um, appreciate you guys for listening. It was a lot of fun. We enjoyed talking to recruiting. Um, this more often. The next episode will be the back that's uh, facts award show. So get excited. Uh, appreciate y'all for listening. You know, peace. Peace. Right, peace.